0: You know, uh, Easter and Christmas season, this may be a little bit of a surprise uh, to you, but Easter and Christmas season, for, for preachers, uh, we sort of have a love-hate relationship <laughs> with, with that uh, season, you know, because it, it just comes around every year, and it's the same story, you know, every year, for which we're, we're thankful and we understand all of that, but it's like, well, how do you take that same story and... Tell it again, but in a a new way. I have a picture uh, to share with you um, that uh, came um, through March Madness. Um, I was watching basketball and saw this particular commercial. Do we have that uh, explosion picture? Yeah, this is not, uh, it's not a picture of preachers around the world as they say, oh, it's Easter again. But it was a picture of this commercial that was uh, from the Marines. And uh, I remember, you know, I'm always at Easter time, my, my take is to try to say, well, well so what? So what about Easter? Yes, Jesus, his his heart stopped beating, his his brain waves stopped working, his, his muscles were cold. He he was dead, and the Father raised him to new life. But but so what for our lives today? I mean, what what does that mean for us today? And then this commercial came on. Started off we. We run to the chaos. And I forget what I was doing, what nachos I was eating, or whatever was going on. But I remember hearing that and sort of perking my ears up to what they were saying. And then the commercial went on. Most people hear the sounds of chaos and run in the opposite direction. But there are a few who listen intently for these sounds, not in the hopes of hearing them, but to help rid the world of them. They are the few forged in the crucible of training to respond quickly and decisively in the midst of chaos and uncertainty. And when the time comes, They are the first to move towards the sounds of tyranny, injustice, and despair. They are the first to move toward the sounds of chaos. And as I was sitting there, I thought, that's the church. That's what the church of Jesus Christ is to be community of those that are following jesus who believe that that, that the resurrection is true it's not just a nice morality play it's not just a nice story but that it is real if indeed the resurrection is true then we are the ones who don't live by fear we see the chaos we see the pain we see the despair and, and as followers of jesus we run to the chaos in the faith and trust of Jesus, in the faith and trust that is, that is grounded in the love and power of the Father who raised Jesus from the dead, we run to the chaos. Okay, sometimes we walk. Sometimes we crawl. Uh, sometimes maybe we go begrudgingly. But because the resurrection is true, fear is no longer our guiding principle. Because the, the resurrection is real, hope now is truly our guiding light. And cynicism has no place in those who follow the risen Jesus. Love has indeed become our highest priority, for we know that the resurrection teaches us that love wins, even over death. The church of Jesus Christ is forever formed, is forever directed by the events of Easter morning the events of Easter morning, they are our story. They are the story we live by. That God triumphs through love, grace, and mercy. Therefore, we run to the chaos because we know Jesus is alive. In the midst of the chaos, bringing healing, righteousness, and truth. In our passage today, John chapter 20, verses 1 through 23, we see the disciples, those first disciples, our first four fathers and four mothers, and we see how they run In the midst of the chaos, how they they run in different ways, and we we learn from them what it means to run as the followers of the risen Jesus. Uh, We'll have it on our screen, page 882 in your Pew Bible, if you'd like to turn there and actually read John chapter 20, verses 1 through 23 take take note particularly of how you notice running on this easter morning let's pray together gracious god thank you for your written word speak to us through your living word form us by what we read this day direct us Continue to teach us and renew us that the resurrection would be real in our lives together. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. John chapter 20, starting with verse 1. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb And saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran. And went to Simon Peter and the other disciple. The one whom Jesus loved. And said to them. They've taken the Lord out of the tomb. And we do not know where they had laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple. Set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together. And she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They've taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she'd said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus' Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that He had said these things to her. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, in the doors of the house where the disciples had met, were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he said this, He breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Did you see which way they ran? In the midst of the fear and the confusion and the chaos that Jesus' disciples had to be feeling at that time. The the uncertainty of the time. Mary goes to the tomb ready to prepare Jesus' body and then finds that Jesus' body is gone. The the confusion and the chaos ratchet up another degree. The fear is... Uncertainty is beyond words. And she makes a good move. She runs. She runs back to the disciples. She's teaching us in the midst of the chaos and the confusion, in the midst of entering into the, the darkness of our world and in our own lives. We don't do it by ourselves. We need one another. There are no Lone Ranger Christians which way do we run in believing the resurrection we believe to other we run to other Jesus followers we run to one another because we need one another in order to then run to the chaos I remember when I was a, a chaplain in a hospital. Uh, this was uh, just out of seminary, actually, sort of as a student pastor. We were in the southeast corner of Pennsylvania. And once a day, I'd go up and serve as a chaplain in the hospital, the main hospital in Wilmington, Delaware. And I was there a couple weeks. Dr. John Pelfrey was sort of our director. And it was my day. And I came. Um, I was uh, in the chaplain's office and. um Uh, Dr. Palfrey came to me and said, we've just had a death on on the third floor and and you need to go visit the family. Mm -hmm. I didn't know the family, never met them, didn't know who they were, really had never been in the pastoral situation of coming along somebody at death. I mean, they were right there. I mean, their mother had just died. And I looked at Dr. Pelfrey, and he must have seen the fear in my eyes and said, Is that okay? Can, can, can you go, go, go with me? And he went with me, and we entered into that room with that family in grief. And Dr. Pelfrey just showed me exactly how to enter into the midst of pain and fear and the power of the resurrection. With one another, we went and joined with other followers, and, and there encountered Jesus, even in the face of death. But after Mary, then went back to other Jesus followers, then told the story, and then they ran back to the tomb. They they ran back into the middle of the chaos. And there found Jesus. I mean, we're, we're told they had a lot more questions than answers. They didn't understand all that this meant and all that, that this had come from. They didn't understand the scriptures, but we're told that they believed. John and Peter, they didn't understand, but they believed and they, they trusted and they, they saw the signs of the risen Jesus there in the cloths that had been folded up. And they believed. Mary hung out there a little bit longer, she was, was faithful still just to, to be in the tomb. And in the midst of the confusion and the chaos and the tears, eventually, Jesus showed up to her as well, calling her name. In the midst of the place of death and chaos, confusion and sadness, He was there. was reminded of Dr. P. Job, the father of Michael Job, followers of Jesus in India. And it was in 1999 that Michael, who was Dr. Job's son, was killed. Killed in India by a fanatical, angry mob who opposed the work of the church in that area. Who opposed the message of Doctor Job? And in the midst of that loss, of that chaos, of that that confusion, Doctor Job believed that the resurrection was real. Not just that his son, who followed Jesus, would be raised to new life, but in the midst of the chaos and the loss and the confusion and the pain and the grief of that moment, that God, that Jesus was present. That the risen Christ was still at work. And he then, even though in the midst of his devastation, got with his brothers and sisters in Christ and founded an orphanage there. For girls, even. For girls whose parents had been killed, murdered, and Similar ways to Dr. Job's son. And today the Michael Job Center for Orphan Girls is a dynamic refuge for young women of persecuted families in India. If we believe in the resurrection, then we run to one another. And we run together to the midst of the chaos, and there we encounter Jesus. And then finally, at the end of our passage, we run where Jesus tells us to run. As he gathers with the disciples, as they, they're still locked up, even though they believe, even though they've walked with him, they're they still locked up. They, they, they're, they're scared. Of uh, we're told they're scared of the Jews and what might happen to them and Jesus enters into their huddle and he tells them peace I give to you he gives them the, the power of the Holy Spirit and then tells them as the Father has sent me so now I send you where do we run as followers of Jesus we run where He sends us. Back into the world. Back into the midst of the chaos. Back into the midst of the brokenness. Back into the midst of the pain. Where we encounter Him. And where we even have the privilege of carrying Him in the power of the Spirit within us. Because we believe in the risen Lord, Jesus, the Christ. We run into the midst of the chaos. This Lent has been a, a season of running into the midst of the chaos through prayer. We've been praying for our own renewal, for our own revival. Where are the ways that are chaotic in our own lives, where, where fear is taken hold, where we've given up, where we're stuck? We run there and we... Ask Jesus to run there. And we look for Him in the midst of wherever that place. Renewal, revival in our own lives. We look at those around us. Our friends, colleagues, neighbors, enemies. And we pray for their renewal as well. For, for those that are around us, there's no way. They, they are so far gone, lost, Broken. No, the, the power of the risen Lord tells us, no, we still run. We refuse to let cynicism be our God. In the power of the resurrection, hope does not die. We pray for the transformation of our communities. But we see where there's, there's brokenness around us and we say there's no way. But there is a way. In the power of the resurrection... We believe that the risen Christ is in the midst of our communities, even in their darkest places. We've been praying for good news to be shared around the world. And we've joined with our global workers in praying for particular people. And we can say there's just no way that the good news of Jesus Christ can be heard and accepted on the other side of the globe. But no, in the power of the resurrection, we run into the middle of the chaos, believing that Jesus is there and that his power is greater, even in the chaos of our world. And two Sundays ago, we were praying for the reconciliation in our relationships. Praying that God would would lead us in those relationships that are broken. In those relationships that we've lost hope. that, That we need the power of the risen Christ to be alive and real and making those relationships whole again. And we refuse to lose hope because of the power of the resurrection. Friends, which way Which way do you run? And really, this this question is, is a metaphor for what is truly important in life. Do you run toward the chaos or do you run away from it? Do you let that natural fight or flight mechanism work within you? Or do we together let the power of the resurrection form us? I find this question, which way do we run, to be a metaphor for how we intentionally live according to the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Even though our world can be scary, filled with dangerous explosions, crippling destruction, debilitating failure, An insurmountable injustice. We can be guided by those. And seek only to survive. Just let me survive Lord. Just let me and my family survive. Just let me and my church survive. But we refuse in the power of the resurrection. To live only for survival. We run in the power of Jesus in the midst of the chaos, in in the midst of the failure, in the midst of the destruction. We run not because we have the answers, not because we're smart enough or good enough or strong enough, but we know that we follow a risen Lord and He is alive in the midst of the chaos. And He goes within us and He calls us there. And we know The worst that can happen is that we could die with Him and be with Him forever. So fear, death have lost their stain. Just as Jesus entered the chaos, just as He kept on following the way of the Father, as He was faithful even unto death, God raised Him up. God raised him up to new life, to conquer the chaos. So we as followers of Jesus, together with one another, we run like Jesus. We run where Jesus sends us. Brothers and sisters in Christ, in the power of the resurrection, we run to the chaos Amen.